Liverpool Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us here on the Paul Leslie Hour. This time around, I have an interview with the legendary Peter Marshall. March 30th is Peter Marshall's birthday. I thought pulling this interview out might be a way to wish him a happy birthday. Peter Marshall is known for his personality, and it is his personality that has shined through on the stage, screen, and on his recordings. He's known to a lot of you as the original host of Hollywood Squares. He is an actor, radio personality, and singer. I did this interview with Peter Marshall shortly after the release of his album, Can We Be Frank? with a Touch of Tommy. He delves into fresh interpretations of some of the earlier recordings made with the sentimental gentleman of swing, big band leader Tommy Dorsey, and the singer of singers, Frank Sinatra. Peter Marshall has a trove of stories from showbiz's golden era. He's been heard on the radio presenting the music he loves, and he also hosted the show Big Bands at Disneyland, where he interviewed some of the great big band leaders, including Artie Shaw, Woody Herman, Cab Calloway, and others. Enjoy the interview with Peter Marshall. Ladies and gentlemen, it's with great pleasure we welcome this man, Mr. Peter Marshall. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Paul. It's my pleasure. How do you define Peter Marshall? <laughs> I don't know. I've just done so doggo many things, but I would define myself, my friends call me the boy singer, so basically I'm, I'm a singer. I've done an awful lot of stuff. You know, I was with the game show, and then I was part of a comedy team for many years, and I've done a lot of acting, but it, 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 I'm a singer. That's, that's basically how I would describe myself. Take us back a little. What was life like growing up? My life growing up was very interesting. I grew up in the Depression, born in West Virginia, and my dad died when I was 10, and mom and my sister Joanne, my sister became the, the actress Joanne Drew. They went to New York, and when they had, and I lived with my grandmother when they, in Huntington, West Virginia. When they had enough money, they sent for me. And so I grew up in New York when New York was a safe, wonderful city. Uh, nobody had much money, but there wasn't much crime. Uh, there were no drugs or any of that. You could sleep in Central Park. I grew up, I was an usher at the Paramount Theater when I was 14. I was a page boy at 15 at NBC. I joined my first band when I was 15, almost 16. And Bob Chester went on the road. And so I've been in the business all my life. And I had my childhood, though I didn't have any money, was quite wonderful. I, I met a lot of terrific people, but everybody was in the same boat. You know, it, it wasn't like I was uh, living in some hovel. <laughs> Nobody had money, really. What about your childhood, would you say, made it wonderful? I think it, there was a lot of love from my family. I had some wonderful friends, and I was in a business that I adored, and I kept and I worked, you know, working in 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 our business, be it whatever, is is a fun way to to live your life. And uh, here I am at at this age, and I'm still working, which is, I mean, what other business can you do that at my age? You're a music lover. Can you remember the first album you bought? The first album I bought was probably a Dick Hames album with Harry James. Dick was my brother-in-law. No, no, no. I'll tell you the first. I can now remember the first record I ever bought. 
It was on Liberty Records, and it was a guy who I admired. His name was uh, Cy Walters. Cy Walters. He was a pianist at the Drake Hotel. And I, when I was a page boy, I used to sneak in and stand at the bar and listen to him. And he played all Rodgers and Hart and, and, and Cole Porter and Gershwin. And, and I learned everything from Cy Walters. I learned all this wonderful music. And so I went out and bought the first record I ever bought was on Liberty Records, and it was a Cy Walters album. And as I got older, in my 30s, I, I met Cy, and we became very close friends. Michael Feinstein just wrote me a letter. He loved my CD, and he wrote me this lovely letter. And he said, I just came across a picture of Cy Walters in you, probably taken in the 50s. And I thought that was so sweet. Our special guest is Peter Marshall. Tell us about the inspiration behind your album, Let's Be Frank, with a touch of Tommy. When I was an usher at the Paramount, I saw Sinatra for the first time with Tommy Dorsey, Connie Haynes, Joe Stafford, the Pie Pipers, Tommy Dorsey's band. I mean, jeez, what a thrill for a kid. And I always loved that era, and I loved that music. And people do Sinatra all the time, but they do the contemporary. Once in a while, they'll go back and do a all or nothing at all or something like that that Frank actually recorded with the Harry James band but they'll do an old Sinatra but nobody ever nobody ever went back and did that era of Frank and Tommy so when I got together with Alan Copeland I said this is something I want to do Alan I want to recapture if, if I can try to recapture that that era that time that was so beautiful and uh, that's what we did so we call it Let's Be Frank with a Touch of Tommy. So we do this. All those were, everything on the album was charted. It charted, and they were all chart records from 1940 to 1943. And they were all the first big hits for Sinatra. Tell us about working with Alan Copeland. He arranged and conducted all of the material. What's he like to work with? Well, Alan's been, <laughs> we've been together off and on for over 50 years. He did my boy singer album. We worked together when he was part of the modern era. Alan has been my friend, and when I had the Peter Marshall Variety Show, he was my arranger and conductor. I mean, Alan's been a part of my life for over 50 years. We've done many albums together. We've done many shows together. He's my he's my guy, and he's to me he's the most talented guy for this this kind of thing. He knows. I know this whole era. I don't know if you've seen my PBS specials. But I have a couple of specials on PBS. One is called The Big Band Years, and I have a new one with Nick Clooney called The Big Band Vocalists. And they came to me because I know this era, and I know these singers, and I adored them. And I'm quite knowledgeable about that whole era, and so is so is Alan. But Alan can take something and rework it. We didn't copy the original records. These have all been redone lyrically and melodically and vocally. We're talking with our special guest, Peter Marshall. I love the way the album opens. It's got Let's Be Frank, and it's a medley, This Love of Mine, and then what I think is just one of the most lovely songs, I'll Never Smile Again. Isn't that lovely? It was written, by the way, by a woman by the name of Ruth Lowe, who also wrote, Put your dreams away for another day, and I will take their place in your heart. She was a young pianist, and she was with the all-girl orchestra, the Ina Ray Hutton Band. And she married a guy out of Chicago, a song publisher, and he died after a year and just broke her heart. She was Canadian, by the way, and she played great piano. And she wrote this song, I'll Never Smile Again. And somebody got it to Tommy Dorsey. 
And he said, boy, this would be good for my for the boy singer, Sinatra. And that was his first big hit with the band. Tell us about the song, All or Nothing at All. Well, All or Nothing at All, he recorded with Harry James. You must remember, that was the first band he was ever with. I think he was with some small bands, but no big-name bands. The first big-name band, he was broadcasting out of a, a place called, what the heck was the name of it? I'll think of it in a second. And Harry, Harry James caught the uh, air check, so he went to see this kid. because He's looking for a boy singer, and he signed Sinatra. The first record he ever had a hit with was All or Nothing at All. It didn't make much. When they released it, when he was with Harry, it didn't do very well. So he joined the Tommy Dorsey band. And after he had been with Tommy for about a year or so, they re-released the Harry James Sinatra records. And that that became a tremendous hit. That was actually his first hit. But the first hit he had with the Tommy Dorsey band was I'll Never Smile Again. We're talking with our special guest, Peter Marshall. His album, Let's Be Frank, with a touch of Tommy. The album closes with the song Sentimental Over You. Tell us about that one. Well, that's that's Dorsey's theme song. And actually, Frank never recorded it with Tommy. But I thought it would be nice to do Sentimental Over You, have Tommy, have Bob McChesney, who does the, the Tommy Dorsey stuff on the album, play it and have, have myself sing it as the bye-bye. And although Sinatra recorded it many years later, but he recorded it after he had left the band. And as I say in the album, this he did not record this with, this was Tommy's theme song. It was written by a friend of mine, Ned Washington, by the way, and I knew Ned really well. He wrote that song, wrote a lot of songs. <laughs> Tell us about that songwriter, Ned Washington. Oh, he wrote one of my favorite songs. He loved the way I sang, and I used to work at a place called Charlie Foy Supper Club out in the San Fernando Valley, and he'd come out to see me. That's when I was working with Tommy Noonan. This is many, many, many years ago. And I, I asked him once, I said, Ned, of all the songs, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, the songs that Ned Washington wrote. He said, I, I wrote a song with Victor Young, and it's my favorite song, but it was never a hit. And it's called A Hundred Years From Today. Do you know the song, Paul? I'm not familiar. It goes, don't save your kisses, pass them around. You'll find my reasons logically sound. Who's going to know that you've passed them around a hundred years from today? <laughs> it's an old saloon song. I do it in my act, by the way, because I, I talk about saloon singers, and, and, I, and I talk about Ned Washington and Sonny King, who you probably never heard of, was one of my favorite saloon singers. In fact, I got a review once. My favorite review, I've had bad reviews, I've had good reviews, but my favorite review I ever had was a guy in Vegas. He said, my favorite saloon singers are Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Peter Marshall, and Sonny King. And people don't remember Sonny King, but he was my favorite saloon singer. He was Dean Martin's roommate when they were both young in New York. In fact, he's the guy that got the money to have Dean's nose fixed. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And a lot of that persona of Dean Martin is really Sonny King. He was like Dean. And they were both tough guys, by the way. They were really tough guys, and but funny and cute and wonderful. And, and Sonny would sing 100 Years From Today. Yeah. You're listening to our interview with Peter Marshall here on the Paul Leslie Hour. On your album, Let's Be Frank, with a touch of Tommy, there's a number of duets with a singer named Calabria Foti. Calabria Foti. She's actually married to the trombone player, Bob McChesney. And 
she's a wonderful singer. If you if you want to go out and hear some great albums, I guess you can get them on. Uh, you can just Google it. Calabria Foti, F-O-T-I. She has some albums out there that are tremendous. And I was looking for a girl to do Joe Stafford, but not sound like Joe Stafford, but just have that soul of Joe Stafford. And when I heard Calabria, I went, wow, this is the girl I want on my album. And little did I know she was married to my favorite trombone player, Bob and Chessie. So when I called Bob, I said, there's a girl singer. I went, he said, that's my wife. I went, whoa. <laughs> so we met for lunch, and I discussed the album, and then Bob, and we, we produced it together. And isn't he a great trombone player? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's just, out here in L.A., he's, he's considered the, guy, the top guy. He's, he's, the, he's the top guy. And Calabria is just a great singer. Calabria Foti. Our special guest is Peter Marshall. In addition to your Hollywood Squares television program that you're so well known for, you also had this gig where you interviewed people and some of the names, Artie Shaw, Cab Calloway, Woody Herman, in all the facets of your career. Who has been the most thrilling for you to meet? Well, probably Artie Shaw, and and I can remember as a kid, Woody Herman, I saw Woody Herman, and they were so diverse. I mean, Artie was this guy who was, who was a great bravada, and I, I said to him in the interview, did you ever see the series I did for Disney? I've seen clips. Yeah, it, it's a terrific, they should re-release it, really. It's, it's a wonderful series. And it's called Big Bands at Disneyland, and I hosted it, and I had Cab Calloway and Lionel Hampton and... But Woody Herman was thrilling to meet, and Artie Shaw, I mean, Artie Shaw, my goodness gracious. And, of course, in my youth, I got to know Tommy. In fact, there's a picture of Tommy Dorsey and myself on the back of the cover of, of my album. And meeting Tommy as a kid was great. But you got to remember, my, my brother-in-law was Dick Hames. He was married to my sister, Joanne, and he sort of was my mentor, and through Dick, I met everybody. When I was 15, I can remember having lunch with Sinatra, Bob Everly, Dick, a guy, uh, I can't think of his name, another singer that never really quite made it. And, and I grew up in the business, and so I met all of these people. I knew Al Jolson quite well. I mean, Amazing. Yeah, he got me my first job. And I talk about this when, oh. I, do, when I do my acts. I knew Jolson and... and Milton Berle, I mean, and then through squares, I met everybody, met everybody in the world. But the funny thing is, I'm not too impressed with actors or singers or things. Meeting them, I'm impressed with them, but I mean, I'm not, but meeting and playing golf with Joe DiMaggio, now that was a thrill. And playing golf with Mickey Mantle, that was a thrill. Ball players or boxers or football players. I'm going back to New York in September. Don Meredith was a great friend of mine. I adore Don, and he passed a year or so ago. They gave me his own bench, the Don Meredith bench in Central Park, and I'm going back for that. Athletes, for some reason, because probably I was a lousy athlete as a kid and as an adult, lousy golfer, meeting sports figures was much more thrilling to me than meeting actors or singers. You have to tell us an Al Jolson story. I'll tell you an Al Jolson story. When he was in love with my sister, that's how I got to know him. My sister was then Joanne Marshall before she became the actress Joanne Drew. And she was the dancer in a show called Hold On To Your Hats that starred Al Jolson. She was only 18, and he was this old guy, probably old to me, probably in his 50s, maybe, I forget. 
Anyway, he fell in love with her, and he tried to romance her. And he would come up to our apartment on 93rd Street in New York, and my mother wasn't that fond of him. And he would schmooze me, and he said, hey, kid, what can I do for you? And I was 14. And I was ushered at a little theater called the Riviera Theater on 96th Street and Broadway. I said, I would love to be an, an usher at the Paramount Theater. He said, kid, stay right there. He got on the phone, and he called the Paramount. He said, give me Bob Lightman. Bobby's not there? Oh, give me Bob Shapiro. Who's this? This is Jolie. <laughs> and he said, hello, Bobby. It's Joseph. Yeah, listen, I got a favor to ask. Yeah, he's 14. Yeah, uh-huh. His name is Peter. Yeah, Peter White. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, thank you. He hung up. He said, you go to work Friday, kid. <laughs> that was my first big job in the business. An usher at the Paramount Theater, making, I think, $12 a week, and I was thrilled. Our special guest is Peter Marshall. Why do you think that these songs have endured? Well, it's the, melodically, they're beautiful, and lyrically, they're quite wonderful. They're, they're poetry. Poetry put to this beautiful music. I mean, this stuff will never die. People find another handle on it. I mean, even uh, McCartney just recorded a whole thing of of these, this kind of music. I have no idea what the children of today are going to be playing in 40 years, 30 years, all this terrible music that's around. But the music that I love, which is from from the turn of the century, even the old vaudeville stuff, go, go back to Billy Rose, all that stuff, all the way through up through the 30s and the 40s into the 50s, that is just music that will be here forever. And, of course, all the great Broadway music that we had in, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s. I mean, I was on Broadway in the 60s. I started with Julie Harris in a show called Skyscraper, and Sammy Connor, Jimmy Van Hughes wrote me all these beautiful songs. And they'll, they'll be around forever and ever. What is the best thing about being Peter Marshall? Oh, gosh. There are a lot of, I have so many positives. I'm married to this wonderful woman. I've got great, I got four great kids. I got 12 great grandkids. I got 12 great grandkids. I've got four great grandkids. I have good buddies. I've, I've had a fun career. I'm still working, still healthy. Uh, I still look pretty good. I mean, what's not, what's not to be happy about? All of the listeners can visit the Peter Marshall website. It's Boy Singer. Voicesinger.com. And, and by the way, the album's available on, and it's cheap online. If if you want an autographed copy, you got to go to Voicesinger.com. If you want to buy it cheaply, you can go to Amazon.com. It's just been released in uh, Japan, and just got a magazine. It's called Intune Magazine, the international from London, and there I am on the cover. So the album is doing really wonderfully, and I'm just thrilled uh, with it, Paul. I really am. My last question for Peter Marshall. What would you like to say to anyone listening in? Well, what am I going to say to all the people listening? Well, keep listening to this good music because it's a great way to get through the day, I guess. You know, I've been on radio for many years. I, I do a show called Music of the Life, and we're at about 50-some AM and FM stations, but we're also online like you are all over the world. And people ask me, they'll ask me questions about different singers and things. And so, just listen to this music, and if you love it, try to get your kids interested in it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Marshall. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Paul. It's been my pleasure, and, and keep playing this music, and I thank you for calling. The boop. 
pop, deep pop, doodly, keep pop, doodly, shop pop, dingy daka. Ooh, no, I just think it was like a pom pom cookie to be a zilla baka to fucking talk on pom to goodle, the goodle, but boodle, boom. Goodbye.